0: all living in a world gone geek it's time to geek hard or go home the podcast is real here's your host grounded geek hey everybody welcome to the show I, we're getting started a little bit late and i'm having technical difficulties right off the bat over here as we were getting started but welcome to the show uh i'm jeff a Geek. Welcome to the podcast is real here every Sunday night. Uh, well, not every Sunday night because we're at this is our penultimate episode of season two. So uh, we got one more episode this season. Uh, but then we'll be back live in the fall But uh, we got a great show for you tonight I'm very excited about uh, the guests That we're finishing up the season with here uh, We're going to get to her in just a moment Before we do, I'm going to bring out my good friend Utah here And revving uh, we're going
1: to the howling roll, uh, roll. Oh my gosh, did roll, somebody go see Top
0: Gun this weekend? Metal under
1: tension Highway to the danger zone I'm, I'm going to
0: stop you for a second Uh Oh, sorry I'm a little disappointed that you didn't
1: break out the ukulele for this this. oh you know i hadn't thought about that
0: uh, we haven't done a, a U- utah you know ukulele uh theme uh, you know movie that's theme. that's true you know what? in a while
1: that'll be that'll be coming up this we'll would have been that. a perfect time that for would it. have been a, this, that would have been perfect you know it and kenny have. loggins does actually own a ukulele and do uh, yeah. ask me how i know i just don't um <laughs> There's a story to that. No, there's not. There's not. There's
0: not. No, you're you're uh, stalking or rating his. No, uh,
1: hey, stalking is a rather strong word. Come on, just uh, observing daily. Got you. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) So you saw Top Gun? I'm assuming. I saw uh, Top
1: Gun: Maverick, and holy cow! You know what? I'm going to say this. If you're a fan, if you're a fan of Top Gun, you're going to love Top Gun: Maverick. Yeah, Anyways. I'm thinking I'm thinking I want so, to see it. I didn't uh, I just see happen it. to have this F-14 Tomcat that oh, what's it doing? Oh <laughs> oh what what's happening here? Oh my gosh, that's I'm,
0: I gotta record this and make it a sound. That's the transformer sound
1: effect. I feel the need. So is that the Star need Scream? for speed? No, it looks like Starscream's
0: head, kind of. It's small. I well, but if you head.
1: take a look at the helmet.
0: Oh, I see. Gotcha. Yep. No, that's obvious. So
1: this was a special collaboration. You got Trans- it closer. It's Hasbro it's and not obvious to our, did. our podcast. Blisters. Well, yeah. So <laughs> I, right. So it's an F14 Tomcat. What's the helmet? But it transforms into a robot that has. Uh, Pete Mitchell, Pete Maverick Mitchell's helmet on his head. So this is actually a uh, top gun transformer. So that is the closest that and M- Marvel fans are
0: gonna actually get to a Tom Cruise Iron Man. <laughs> you
1: know what that, that's actually correct this is as because close to tom cruise being iron man as you're they wanted get. it so bad and oh right in in dr strange spoil anything but it was captain marvel so there you right, go right so um, this actually this is transformers name is actually maverick um, that's awesome and just so you know it comes
0: with a volleyball oh my gosh does it come with <laughs> val kilmer robot so it that they can not, like
1: play they 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 did not do an Iceman collab, but that seems like the perfect <laughs> corollary to Maverick. Right? The Maverick Transformer, right, is an you Iceman so. Transformer. Yeah, definitely. But you know, you know, and they can easily do it. They just have to pop a different helmet on. Yeah. Right. But yes. That's so true. yes,
0: that's all it would take.
1: Top Gun, Top Gun, Maverick uh, is um, everything I expected and wanted in a Top Gun s- in a sequel. And actually, this sounds weird, but it is. It was more... Of what I expected than I expected from a Top Gun Maverick. All right, a Top Gun sequel.
0: I will. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check it. I did enjoy the first one. I mean, it's a. You if know, it's if fun. you're a fan when, of
1: the first one, you're gonna love the second one. There, there yeah. are a couple of times where the callbacks. Uh, they do the callback, and then just in case you didn't get the callback, they kind of smack you over the head with it with like a, mon- <laughs> with, a, with, a mon- with a montage from Top Gun. <laughs>
0: like, in case in, you in case you don't in case you in didn't case, see the first one. Well, they're right. they're hoping we get a lot of new. They're gonna obviously they're gonna get people like us who went saw it in the theaters and all that yes. kind of stuff back in the day. But absolutely. But you know, Mike, if my kids went to the week to the movies this weekend, they would have never. They've never even seen the first one. I don't think.
1: No, and so. and, I, and I think you hit something there. I I feel like I feel like this movie may not uh, create new Top Gun fans. Um, I think this is absolutely like a love letter to the fans of the first movie Mm. um there is a little bit of passing of the baton in case they want to do another sequel in 30 some years i mean they're introducing Um, a young new cast so i mean right right and and the young cast does a good job of playing the roles uh that are obviously callbacks to the roles in the (laughs) original i I mean it's (laughs) it's a little obvious it, it's I, a li- yeah
0: <laughs> well i still i mean kudos to them for for in my opinion and we've had this discussion before this is how you reboot a franchise right it's not a oh, reboot it's yeah. a revival that right. now we can branch off and it, like we did it's not ah eh, forget the old forget the original stuff this is we're just doing our own thing now they're like look how cool we used to be <laughs> here next generation take it and go just like ghostbusters afterlife did a beautiful job right it that. looks like it looks, it looks like, like jurassic they world same thing here yeah uh,
1: may do it um yeah there's there's just something about bringing back i you know for revive content. it. Right. The original don't reboot cast. Reboot it. Don't Do, don't erase God, the past. Right. Respect the past, revive pay it. homage to the past, revive that's it. That's that's actually that's a much better word than reboot. That's how you or get people reset. who
0: saw the originals in the in this in this in the theater. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. More likely. Um in fact, we're uh you know, we're, I don't know if you remember uh, way, way, way. I don't know if I did it on this show or a previous incarnation of this show. <laughs> but when uh, I found out that The Rock had the rights to re uh, read the rights to um, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh yeah, and he was going to star in it. He was going to star. I was like, please no. I even wrote an open letter to Dwayne Johnson that I put out <laughs> on the internet. I know he never saw it. There's, he never saw oh, well, this. Well, I mean, he, he, but, he's,
1: he's, he's very active on social media.
0: But since then, so I'm going to take credit. Uh, so, No, I'm kidding. Since <laughs> then, he it. They have announced that it is a revival it is not mm-hmm. a remake he is not jack burton. star
1: yeah or, or at least so he's not, gonna star in it but, but he's not but gonna play the same character
0: he is not jack burton which means right. kurt russell is coming back uh, whether it's a cameo or a, or a buddy pick whatever but they're going back into that world and telling a new story yes that's what i want right yeah let's do that i don't want to see the same old rehash even if you got like I don't know. I just don't want to see the same old thing. Like, like, do something new. That's what. We, that's what I
1: want. And you know what that. You know what that means. He, he,
0: officially, I guess that's that's true. You know that, what that means. Happening. That means We're that
1: James it. Hong is going to have another film credit.
0: I hope so. Right. <laughs> I mean, he how better can you, come back.
1: How can you do a revival of Big? <laughs> you
0: without, can't. You can't exactly. <laughs> I mean. It's just like well, you like I said, you can't do it without Kurt Russell either, right? right? Like, there are certain like like staples in those yeah. movies that yep, it's yep, like yep. that, and James Hong is obviously one of them. I mean, he's a staple. Period. He's, a he's just a staple.
1: He finally
0: everything.
1: got. his Hollywood star. Uh, that was star. so
0: awesome. Did you see? Well, I know you Yeah, did, I, watched, you, I I, I watched. I watched Peter. the
1: whole thing. It was so great. So great with the traditional Chinese dragon dance and everything. And and the cast came in from, uh, from everything everywhere all at once. And And it was, it was just so great. Oh oh Oh, my gosh. gosh. It was fantastic. (laughs) He like jumped in and did some old Chinese opera that he used to do when he was, a. I mean, wow. I mean, uh, legend. Really, really legend. (laughs) Um, so yeah, good. Now
0: we've gushed. Um, so we, let's see, we went through, uh, Utah's, uh, collectible corner. We did my, uh, we did my. we've done, we've done the gushing over something that we both love. Uh, uh, and
1: al- <laughs> right. Oh, and, and also, you know, it, it, I would, I would like to see some sort of nod to Brandon Lee. Cause he was also in big trouble in Little China. Um, and he can't be because obviously you know, yeah, he's, yeah, he's passed is. away tragically, but yeah. Uh, but I, but you're absolutely right. Revival is a much it's better. Just better. It's I, just I mean, better. I'm not saying
0: I'm angry or mad when they don't, I'm just saying that I'm like first in line when that's the case, like mm-hmm. Ghostbusters afterlife, my son and I like, it was, it was beautiful because I grew up, I mean, I saw the original in the theater with my grandmother. Yep. I yep, can't yep. believe my grandmother took me to see <laughs> Ghostbusters, but she, she did.
1: <laughs> she came like, oh my gosh, the language. <laughs> well,
0: no, I mean, she's just kind of like, into she was pretty hip for my, for the my grandfather and not so, he was kind of stern and, you know, Baptist and just like, well, oh, you know, lo- loving, <laughs> loving human being. That's not what I'm trying to say, but he was more kind of straight and laced and just gotcha. more, you know, kind of where she was she was pretty hip she you know dressed you know like the, nice. the print print. so yeah she took me to see mannequin we went to see oh i'm gonna take to see <laughs> indiana jones and the last crusade uh yeah she was a good grandma but no we went to see uh ghostbusters uh and that and then ghostbusters afterlife comes out my son jacob who uh you know my youngest yeah is a teenager um he loves Ghostbusters. He's a teenager. Like we watch, stop. My youngest. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> when, uh, when, uh, yeah. When, now, uh, so now we've done, so Utah's collectible <laughs> corner. We've gushed over things. Jeff feels old. So we, we're hitting all the, the, we're, we're, the, we're, it's, it's in the our, standard. And our next last the episode of the opening. season, we're, we're making sure to hit all the points. No, um. Uh, he he has seen Ghostbusters uh, as, you know, as a kid, like yeah, in my hey, house. Yeah. He end up seeing these things sometimes. I mean, that, that's good, that's good parenting. It. Yeah, he loves Ghostbusters. So we went to see Afterlife, and literally it's it's my generation and his generation in one movie yeah. and Ghostbustering, right? Ghostbusting. Yep. like busting. Um, yep. It's just, it was fantastic. And it kind of handed it off, and now it can be, his generation's thing and they can do their own thing now you know what i mean we've we're able to so and they are they've approved i guess it's official Uh, there is something else coming
1: yeah i've heard that it's official that there is a a sequel of sorts uh i'm all for that uh i love i love what they did afterlife was was the ghostbusters sequel that i think a lot of us ghostbusters fans were were wanting
0: and, and i'm gonna this is a good segue i'm gonna do this real quick so In in the tradition of movies that, uh, this is a great segue, this was not planned, (laughs) but in the tradition of movies that uh, kind of bring in new casts and new generation, but yet still harken back and love the old is the new screen movie. I I don't know if you've had a chance to see it yet.
1: I still haven't watched it. Need to can you here's this how yeah, oh, can, can you, I give this can you, to you? It's, not it's 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 not fitting through. Wouldn't the... that
0: have been cool if you had a copy though and I just went and you had it? That would have been no. that would have been so great if we did yeah, that. But anyway, Well. next time um, <laughs> this sequel, if you like scream, now you some it's not for everybody, but if you liked the original scream, this is a great sequel. Like the first three were pretty good. It starts yeah, to kind but, of fall apart in the in yeah. the other ones, in my opinion. Yeah, totally. This is a great return to form because it I mean, you've got most of the original cast, you've got a brand new cast, and all the meta is now about rebooting or remaking or reviving films. They call it a requal, a a revived
1: sequel, whatever. I like that, that's good.
0: I don't know why they called it the exact same thing as the first one, though. That could cause some Uh, confusion.
1: I think they did that to cause confusion. I think they did that purposely.
0: I think it might be a little meta, yeah. Scream, Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4, Scream Scream 5. Scream Scream again, Scream. No, it's just Scream. All right. (laughs) Anyway, the reason I bring it up is because I have no. I have a bunch of these. Look at this! I got a whole bunch of Blu-rays sent to us. Oh by my Paramount. gosh,
1: they are blue! Uh,
0: yeah, how cool is that? Um, uh, you know, I, I was so there's another promo that was supposed to happen. <laughs> oh, and I don't know if they they got all the shows they wanted, and we fell off the and list at some point. List. But uh, our guest today would have been perfect for it because it was the Sonic Two. Movie. It was Sonic Two. Yeah. Ha. <laughs> I, so I didn't calls. hear back. Yeah, he <laughs> asked if we wanted to be on it because he asked for people who are interested, and then you right. know they they pass. They you know Paramount picks all these different shows, sure. and then if he if you if you get it, you get them. Um, no, I ended up getting Scream twice. We gave away digital copies about a month ago, and now I have actual blu rays So if you're one of those physical media people who just loves that and doesn't want those look digital at, copies, look at those screams! For the first time, I have yeah, So of the of these screams. digital code is in there as well.
1: Oh, so that um, see, that's that. Those are the packages I like, where you get the yep. disc and the digital yep. code. That's so, that's just how you should do it.
0: Um, here's what we're gonna do. Um, um, caller
1: number. No, I'm just
0: <laughs> uh, so. Um, yeah, just go, go on to Twitter and, uh, Is there tweet a hashtag? Or just tweet, tweet at us. us? Um, and, and tell me like, if I get, if I get somebody tweeting that they want a copy of Scream, make sure you're following us so I can DM you back. Uh-huh. Um, and <laughs> I will send you, I will send you a copy.
2: I Jeff has too many screams in,
1: too many screams in his house. He needs to get rid of them. I do. I do. <laughs> It's getting way too right. loud. So many screams.
0: Yeah, I, obviously, I had no plan for a contest. I knew <laughs> that I had to give these away. I'm just there's no contest. I'm just giving them away. So the it's first a four people that I see or that I you know if, if there's if a bunch of people do it, I'll I'll do a drawing. I don't just think do that's going to be the case. There's literally one person watching right now. So this on, is on, your hold chance hold on, hold on, hold to be the on. first person to get it. You don't get one, Utah. How many times <laughs> do I, have to go I this? always forget. I mean, come on. This is like. <laughs> we've been through this
1: sir i forget i forget i'm getting All old right. i forget
0: no i'm kidding um yeah so so yeah please go on there we'll give you a copy of screen just for being uh, uh just listening if I, you're on the podcast there's still time uh because like i said only one person live we don't always right? get a lot of that we record live if you're yes. listening we always record live yes. People don't always come to watch which is fine we there. want the recording to be live because yes. it feel it's more natural i don't edit anything you get it raw, you get everything of, i screw up we're about. not
1: reading we are not reading a script at all this is all spontaneous <laughs> and real so uh but <laughs> so please come
0: and see us you'd be the first to get access to one of these if you were live, totally right like if However, there was a tweet
1: that came in right now boom. they would get it
0: first unless yeah. it's from utah and then uh, uh, obviously yeah. you guys can uh, oh wait um, i have an alternate account if you hear <laughs> I know your address. Where are going to send it to a P no P O boxes. I need to no P no P O no, boxes. Kidding. No, I'm kidding. I
1: need to be able to Google where you live and come by. No, I'm, just- <laughs> I'm going to check, weird, I'm going to check Google maps to make sure yes. it's a residence.
0: All right. So yeah, do that. Uh Podcast listeners are still a chance. So go check totally. Twitter um, and tweet at us and uh, say, uh, Hey, I heard on the show. I want a copy of scream. Hey! Ice cream.
1: You scream. S- scream. You all want some ice? You all want all? And then tags, and it's yours unless somebody else got it to um, you first. Uh, well, all right. Yeah. Utah. Yeah.
0: Um, so I entered just a minute ago that our Paramount uh, promo was almost. I don't know if it was almost Paramount, Sonic Two it was almost Sonic Two. That would have been great. Did you see it yet?
1: I have not seen Sonic Two yet.
0: Utah. It's on. Uh, it's on Paramount Network. Don't Paramount you have Plus? It? Yeah. Yeah. I do you have Paramount Plus? Plus? I do. It's on there. You already got it in your home, dude. Go watch it.
1: Well, it's- but so- Sonic has to go fast and I'm old and I can't keep up. <laughs> did you see the first one? <laughs> I did see the first one.
0: Right? Like it was so much better than it, I ever it was, imagined. It was going to yes, be. It, like, it I was, was like, absolutely- okay, Sonic movie. Well, you know, this could be fun. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. It and, was totally worth seeing, yes. Yeah, Sonic 2 obviously is now out on, well, so I'm going to do the promo even though they didn't give me a giveaway. Sonic <laughs> 2 out on uh, Paramount Plus, uh, also available digitally. I don't think it's in physical media yet. I think it's Not just yet. digitally. Um, but yes, yeah, check it out. If you
1: enjoyed the first one, you're going to love this one uh, for sure. I've um, It's been getting good reviews the second one. I thought it was fun. We watched I mean, it just... I, look, it's early. got Idris Alba in it, so I'm going to watch it.
0: I, I, any, I mean, Anderson. I mean, Alba's in. Yeah. Right. Like I'm, I mean, it's like for me, it's Bruce Willis. And now it's Idris Elba. One, two. If those guys are in something. Oh, and I'm if so If they're bummed, both in it, what are you going to do? That would, oh, I wish Bruce was, you know, still making still movies. Acting. I know he can. Yeah. That was still heartbreaking for me yeah. here. But can you gosh, imagine? If the two of them were in a movie, I would like, I think my head would explode.
1: Anyway, like a John McClane, Luther crossover or something? True. What? Huh? No.
0: Don't do that to me. That How would, be cool would that have been It would have been amazing. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh my gosh. Anyway, let's, let's bring our guests on. To to <laughs> uh, today, uh, we've got a guest who is, uh, I mean, gosh, she does a little bit of everything. She writes, she's uh, produces, she's been in a part of uh uh, the Sonic uh, lore, as we're going to find out shortly. Um, she also has a famous dog uh, that we're going to talk about as well. Hey, hey. So, please uh, welcome to the show, uh, Marlene Sharp. Welcome. How are you? Hey,
3: hi guys. Thank, Thank you. Marlene. Wow you you guys are are quite an act. I, I feel like I'm <laughs> I'm interrupting a. a a bromance here.
0: <laughs> Not at all. well, yeah, there's a wow. little bit of that. The I mean, um I mean we've been friends for a very long time. It's funny back. that you mentioned that though because my wife remember how they used to always have those compatibility things on Facebook where it's like, you know, you fill out this thing and it goes to your friends list. It would always match me with him before my <laughs> wife. And Aww. so we were just uh, Yeah, so, yeah, we, that's go way that's so sweet. we go way well, back. We go way back.
3: You're destined to perform together and have a podcast. So that's the next best thing.
0: It sure is. Well, welcome to the show. We're so glad that you were able to take the time uh to come and see us. Now I mentioned that you have a connection to Sonic. Uh you were um you were on the original Sonic Boom cartoon, right? That was on I was? Nickelodeon yes. award. Was award yes. winning cartoon award-winning cartoon award-winning
3: yeah. it was cartoon network actually in the US. Oh, did I say Nickelodeon? You did, I'll, but I'll I believe that it There's was a on Nickelodeon somewhere. in other countries. We ha- it was on in yeah, like that's what I was referring to. A hundred something <laughs> countries. So yeah. it's likely I, I'm pretty sure uh, uh, all all the things that I worked on sort of converge in my yeah, head after totally. a while, so yeah. I can't remember the the details of it. But I'm ninety nine percent sure that Nickelodeon is accurate, just not in the U.S.
0: <laughs> yeah, and obviously I was referring well, to that, that was, other country. That, that was for our We, we actually have fan. quite the following in India, and, yes. I, and I'm not joking. We do for some reason a lot of people really? in India listen to our podcast.
3: Well, um, I work for an Indian company right now. Maybe, so-
0: maybe well, it was wow. Nickelodeon right? in India, and that's what I was referring
3: to. Oh, that's awesome!
0: Well, <laughs> I have no I mean, idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, s- <laughs> tell us a little bit about like kind of what you do, and then how you, how you got started in that field.
3: Well, uh, so my name is Marlene Sharp, and uh, I'm coming to you today from Los Angeles, California. Most. More specifically, from Tarzana, California, oh. which is the home of Tarzan. It's and I, I talked about this like a week ago on another podcast, where I, I mentioned Tarzana, and like half the interview was about Tarzana, which is great because I do have other interests besides nerd culture. Um, sure.
2: so, we, so, we uh, don't, so. <laughs> but
3: some kidding. people are nerdy about Tarzan and Edgar no, Rice yeah. Burroughs. Well, so, well, you, you know, it, it, does kind of fit in, but, um, but I, I, I am proud of this l- little town because, um, it, it's very pleasant here, but, uh, I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, and oh. I moved to Los Angeles for show business. Uh-huh. And, um, I let's see. Before I lived in Los Angeles, I lived in Orange County for a year, and then I went to grad school at San Diego State, and um, I actually fell into the boys' action series business through temping, and it was it was not planned at all. My 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 original goal, which which still could happen because I'm not dead yet. <laughs> uh, my original goal is, oh, oh, or the, was to be an Oscar winning actress. And um, that, so that hasn't happened yet. So I studied. It's still possible. Yeah, exactly. I- that's why I like Betty White is my hero. Mm. And, you know, I'm thinking like when I'm 90, I'll have the time to audition and right. really, you know, go for it. But for Maybe now, they'll
0: revive the golden girls. I know it. Series, oh my gosh. or as a movie because remember I'm going mean, to take sitcoms and make them into movies yes. later. Like the Brady Bunch. Remember when they did that? Maybe they will be yeah. a whole Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
3: <laughs> exactly. So, um, so yeah, so I, I studied, it, I went to undergrad at Loyola university in New Orleans, studied drama communications, then went to San Diego state. I have a, a master of fine arts degree in musical theater. So, oh, yeah, so my, my goal was to, you know, Light up the big screen. Yes. (laughs) And so um, but I never really wanted to do the starving artist route. Like I didn't want to be and not that there's anything wrong with it, but I'm I'm not very uh, good at like customer service where I have to carry things and be mobile at the same time. Like if it's just Waiting dancing, that's fine. Just <laughs> but I could, I couldn't, I'm not talented enough to be a food server. Yeah. So, um, so I figured uh, working like office jobs and in the entertainment business, cause I was always interested in writing, producing, um, and, and the business of, of entertainment, like, distributing content marketing all, all the machinations behind the scenes. So anyway, um when I moved to LA, I um signed up with a temp agency and after bouncing around to a few different companies for about 2 weeks, I landed at a company called Renaissance Atlantic Films which was a consultancy owned by a gentleman named Frank Ward. Who had been the president of Bandai America, wow. and Bandai is the toy company that was originally the toy company of Power Rangers and and yep. bunches mm-hmm. of other great a whole great, bunch of other stuff, right? Yeah, a whole bunch of other stuff. But they really they really became uh, famous for Power Rangers, and and my old boss uh, Frank was instrumental. He he and Haim Saban really orchestrated that whole exporting of power rangers to the rest of the world outside of japan but frank really flew under the radar he was the toy guy in that partnership and haim uh, saban was the, the screen content TV. guy yeah, yeah. and so so um so frank uh, people know he he's quite a legend in the toy business and in the licensing business but otherwise uh, most people don't know who he is but when he retired from Bandai, he started this consultancy and Bandai was his only client. And so um, so somehow I landed at his company. It, what was supposed to be just a, a a week or two temp job as an assistant turned into over five years working for him. Wow. And I was, I was his only employee. Well, for the first year and a half, he had a director of development and then me. I was the assistant. And then then she left the director of development left and then I kind of filled in all the gaps. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> so we worked on power rangers, Digimon, um, and like bunches of other shows. And we were always looking out for Bandai's interest in the, sh- in, in the show. <clears throat> Excuse sure. me. So we'd have to review all the toy footage or, or, or all the, all the footage of everything to make sure that the, the, Um, play pattern was properly integrated into the show and like because we the power rangers was always a few seasons ahead in japan Mm -hmm. and so there was a certain amount of the footage that was recut for the non-japanese audiences and uh, and it forgive me you might know all this this lore um but for those of you who don't know maybe you find this fascinating
2: <laughs> It's fascinating
3: <laughs> or not but um but uh yeah so again i could not have orchestrated that for myself because i didn't even know that such things were going on in the world like i well i was not really a fan of uh anime or um, boys action series, quite frankly, at the time, I'm very much a girly girl and I've always collected dolls and doll houses and miniatures and so forth, but very girly girl stuff. So it was disappointing that our office was filled with free toys for boys,
2: <laughs> <laughs> not for girls.
3: Um, but anyway, I was grateful to have a job. And, um, and so, uh, it was quite a learning experience to find out how much toy companies are involved in the production and development of content, particularly animated content and content that is targeted toward a toy buying audience, which is mostly little boys. Sure. So, um, so I, kind of stuck in that world. <laughs> and I've been working in that, that world, especially, uh, at a lot of animation, kids and family content, um, and, uh, series or franchises from other countries that are then developed a, a lot of Japanese stuff, but I've also worked for Korean companies. I worked for a Jordanian company. I'm working for an Indian company now, so I've worked for a lot of overseas companies that have a presence in the U.S. or want to have a presence in the Western entertainment world, too, and straddle that that fence between the two.
0: That's awesome. Amazing. I mean, uh, yeah, you've had a, a lot of uh, different experiences <laughs> along the way. The um, t- I'd love to talk a little bit about Sonic because, you know, that's <laughs> – I mean, it's stuff's happening with it right now. The movie, (laughs) the new movie, it's very, very relevant as of like literally a few days ago, it came out on Paramount Plus. But uh, with Sonic Boom, tell us a little bit of how kind of like you came into that, what you did for the show, that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah, that's an interesting story. and I'm just going to make a quick segue here because somebody wants to say hello. (gasps) hello. this, this, This is Blanche. Hi, Blanche. Uh, no, yeah, Blanche, Blanche it, is my and, business partner, and um, she's also it, my muse. Tell so. us her
1: full name, because I know she's got a great full name.
3: It's Blanche Dubois Shark.
1: There we so, go. So
3: <laughs> many people think that she's named after the golden girl Blanche, which in a way she is, because Blanche, the golden girl, is named after Blanche Dubois from the Tennessee Williams play, A right. Streetcar Named Desire. So, um, but yeah, she, um, she, she has a middle name of Blanche Dubois last name, obviously. So (laughs) it suits her because she's white and, uh,
2: (laughs) and she's my dog
3: and I'm from New Orleans and, uh, um, yeah, and we're both neurotic southern divas. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is Blanche. So she per- she prefers to be um paid attention to during these conversations. Short sure, that fair. keeps her quiet. Well, she
0: deserves it, right? That's fair. She, she needs that's- it. Yeah. So, so it's funny. <laughs> Well, oh, it's cool. funny that you mentioned that because I'm I'm trying to get one of my kids or my wife or somebody to bring. But Jeff the, has a dog. Our, our Bichon. We have a Bichon as oh, well, do. named Benny. Yeah. Who? Oh uh, my god! Is, uh, looks just. I can't. At some point during the show, we'll bring him out. I haven't wow. seen it, Yeah. When I saw that you had that, I'm like, oh, that's too funny. I'm gonna have to like. Uh, we're gonna have to talk about Bichon. uh yeah. Owners yes. at some point, but yeah, they're just great, great dogs. She's. She
3: There's- looks. They're hilarious. She's actually, I think, a Bichon Poodle mix. That's what the I, vets that's pretty the sure vets that's has. what Benny
0: is as well. Yeah, I okay, I mean, is. they look, they look almost right. You tell me, yep. yep. she looks just She's like Benny, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People want to yeah,
2: look we we at had, you. We had, look.
1: we had Benny before. <laughs> we actually gave Benny to you guys.
2: That's what? right. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
1: Gosh. So it's funny because Benny started off as uh, my mother-in-law's dog, and she couldn't. He was a puppy back then, and mm-hmm. she was she was a, a, at an age in mobility where she there was no way she could take care of a puppy. So we adopted, we adopted him, and mm-hmm. we realized that we we're horrible puppy owners. Um, <laughs> well, you had, he, I mean, you had Gizmo, you had. We also cats, had two other, had We also kids, had two. Like, yeah, we evident. had two other dogs and kids, and then also. Um, a, a few cats and so um,
3: and a stormtrooper too that's oh, a he,
1: well right. Richard Richard didn't come until later so okay. oh okay in fact I, in fact I, I actually think it, it's linked because I was missing a white uh, a white pet presence in my life so much <laughs> that I got I got this instead but makes I don't sense. know, it. Yeah, you know it
3: makes sense you know makes sense I get so, it
1: yeah. so we uh, Benny was Pepe with us and then uh, we were able to find <gasps> we were able to find him Look! a home
2: oh Look at Not too Blanche. far,
1: look at this and there he boy. is. <laughs> look
2: at him. Look, look at him. Look, Blanche. Look, look at Aww. this
3: handsome boy. Oh my goodness, Blanche. He
0: oh, okay, thanks. No.
3: stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
0: he, do, he doesn't do that because he loves you. He doesn't because no, no, no. you know he'll he'll you'll let him go. And I, right, 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 right,
3: right. <laughs> Oh, I know. Blanche has so many <laughs> tactics. So many <laughs> tactics to manipulate me. It's it's crazy
0: that's um yeah they're good they're great dogs though benny is just we we don't know he's part of the family we don't know what he'd be totally yeah um but but so you know what since we're on the we'll get back to sonic sonic's we'll we'll talk (laughs) about um so but blanche uh has like uh some short films and things like tell us a little bit about blanche's like film career yes that's right
3: blanche um She does tend to pull focus wherever she goes, so we just embraced it. And plus, I have to admit that I am a shameless stage mother, and I do live through her (laughs) appearances as much as my own. And, you know, if we can get a foot in the door through Blanche or through me, you know, it's like by any means necessary, So we pulled the resources, but, um, (laughs) when I, when I, so Blanche is the only dog I've ever had. And I think, I think that I really, when I got Blanche, I wanted a baby, but, um, I, I wasn't married and my, I was, things were rocky with the Godzilla guy that I told you about (laughs) previously. And so (laughs) I thought, I don't, I don't, um, I don't think I could handle adopting a baby on my own, but maybe a dog. And, uh, and my parents didn't allow furry pets when I was a kid. So I felt like I was kind of, it was like a way of rebellion or something like, I was like, aha, I'll, I'll (laughs) show everybody I'll, I'll get a dog. So, and I, I always loved Bichons and poodles they are quite adorable. So I, um, I adopted her from the shelter in Van Nuys. And, um, and then I noticed at, at the time that I adopted her, I was auditioning a lot. And um, I, so I've, I've always kind of had a secret actor life. And when I've had <laughs> office jobs, I had to lie a lot to get out of work. To uh, dash to auditions! So I've had like all yeah. kinds of medical issues and whatnot and so um so i did notice when i and before i got the dog especially i would notice that there were a lot of audition calls for people with dogs like you know a petco commercial we need an an actress who has a dog blah blah blah. so i was i was delighted like oh great i'm gonna be castable and all these extra things so I told my um, my commercial agent, who's also my voiceover agent at the time, I was like, "Great news! I have a dog now, so you can submit us both together." So I, you know, gave him pictures of the both of us. But then I, I really. I really went for it and I was always like, anytime I'd see an audition through the, the breakdown services for people with dogs, I would call my agent and I'd be like, okay, there's one today that you can submit Blanche me. So he got to a point where he's like, Marlene, I am not an animal agent. Okay. Like, please stop pushing your dog on me.
2: Blanche me needs now. her own
1: agent.
3: <laughs> well, she kind of did. And well, I won't, uh, w- that's a whole other a whole other world of like animal animal business Uh, there's kind of a a a divide between people with pets who want their pets to perform with them and then the professionals who are like you know people who have these menageries that they train and rent out and do all the
0: tricks and 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 there's kind
3: of a dichotomy there there's a a rivalry like the people who who do this and have a whole big zoo of animals that they rent out do not like people with pets to stomp on their territory believe me because i've gotten into it with some people on set before (laughs) and so um, so so when i realized that uh then i was like well we just have to make projects of our like if nobody's gonna take up our cause we need to make our own projects, and so, um, so, so, and I, I did actually. Uh, whenever I go on an audition for a while, I would always be like, "P.S. I have a dog. <laughs> we're, we're available for mother-daughter performances. That, you know, maybe a dog isn't called for yet, but it's something to consider." So, um, so we we got cast a couple. Uh, a couple of times like that. Um, but then um, in 2015, I went back to New Orleans for uh, Christmas holiday and my, my brother and his family was there with my two nieces who were ages uh, 10 and seven at the time. And it was a very rainy holiday and we were desperate for things to do indoors. So <laughs> the girls were were really obsessed with their, uh, devices at the time. And they're like, yeah, Marlene, let's make a movie with Blanche. And, uh, so we were like, okay, great. So we, we did it. And my, my 10 year old niece directed it. And I mean, she's very much a little captain. Like she (laughs) had a vision and she, she, she edited it and everything. And so it turned out kind of cute and it, it made the family laugh. So, um, So I thought, well, I'm gonna submit it into some film festivals and just see, see what happens. And uh, we did, and we we were in so many film festivals. I cannot even tell you. It was <laughs> crazy. And well, the key to winning film festivals is to enter in the children's category. I found oh, out <laughs> yes, oh, because, it, because of and 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 it was legit because Isabella, my niece, and Sophia, her sister, I mean, they were really the the brains behind this whole project. Right. And um and so so we and, and in fact some of the some of the festivals we entered, they made awards for them because Aww. they were like the youngest filmmaker in the competition or whatever. That's sweet. Yeah, it was really it was really a delightful experience. So um and then Blanche has done, Blanche has done some other, we won a contest together for a uh, dog TV. She got some kind of award, <laughs> like most photogenic dog. And she was in these promos for dog TV and um, nah, various other things. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll put her in whatever, you know,
2: <laughs> sure. whoever will have well, her. I... And then,
3: and if not, she, she also is a star of uh, my social media. <laughs> she makes
2: <laughs> right. frequent
3: appearances on my social media. So that's, yeah. That's Which the makes story sense. Of Blanche. Yes,
1: well, I feel I, like we need. I feel like we need her as a guest next time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe next season we'll just. We'll next just season we'll own. have a
1: uh, have a guest with Blanche as a well, guest.
3: She, she's here now, so if you if if anything occurs to you, you, you know she could she could answer on the on the fly. But okay. uh, she she also will agree to her own experience
2: dedicated <laughs> just to her
0: career. <laughs> I think we've I think we found your path to that Oscar, though, is when you're like your nieces are old enough, like they'll become an award winning directors. Yes. And again, it'll be through Blanche, uh, you know, in the film with you and uh, either Blanche wins it, which you said by proxy, you don't Mm -hmm. mind winning. So Blanche could win best actress. I mean, you know.
3: Yeah, she could, and I really feel like Blanche and I share the same DNA. Like I feel that I gave birth to Blanche.
2: Like I cannot, I, I
3: cannot imagine having a a stronger connection to her than a a, a, a human mother and a human child. Like I. I'd be scared for me to have an actual child because I'm so attached to Blanche. I can't even imagine being more neurotic and, and just, uh, obsessed with a, with an offspring. So, um, so yeah, her success is my success. So I I would definitely go for that.
1: That's beautiful that was
0: awesome uh so sonic boom tell me no i'm just kidding i was the one who wanted to talk about blanche that was me
2: was um, mine I, I love it, it. yeah no so sonic I blanche. Awesome. I yeah,
3: <laughs> look i tried to get to, blanche i tried to fit her into the sonic canon like you would not believe i kept saying i was like amy rose needs a pet and wouldn't Blanche be the perfect pet for Amy Rose? I mean, they both love pink. They they they're both adorable and photogenic and um, misunderstood sometimes.
1: Seems and
2: like a no-brainer.
3: Yeah. yeah. But um but sadly it didn't it didn't come to pass while I was an employee of Sega. But it's still uh, it's still good because I have I mean, friends who work there and you know
1: I feel it, like they're gonna be there's gonna be another Sonic movie. So there's absolutely mm-hmm. potential.
3: Yeah, there is. There's a the the third one is already greenlit. Oh,
0: well I, I won't spoil anything, but make sure you wait to the mid-credit kind of thing and you know.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw oh, yeah, oh, I saw okay. the movie. Sure, right, sure. Yeah, yeah right, and well. also I went to um licensing expo this past week in Las Vegas. In Vegas and connected with a lot of my old sega co-workers oh, and cool. so we swapped stories got a picture with the sonic uh costume character i which saw that I,
1: on your uh, was it instagram you posted it on there uh, LinkedIn. on linkedin yeah LinkedIn.
3: linkedin is my jam uh okay. so <laughs> uh, yeah on linkedin and um and so I caught up with a number of my colleagues some of whom ha- had left Sega and then came back. It was really inter- it was an interesting reunion and then I got to see some of the Sega Europe people who I hadn't seen in a while and
1: That's cool. It,
3: yeah, and it's it's really uh interesting to be <laughs> for them to be like the cool kids on the block now, yeah. especially at these <laughs> trade shows, because right. let me tell you when I, the last time I went to licensing show on behalf of Sega and Sonic, that was not the case. Not <laughs> in 2020, let's see, 2017 was probably the last time I went to licensing show for Sega. And then after that, I was working for another Japanese Video game company called Level Five. So I went oh, yeah. to a licensing show for Level Five, and then there's been a hiatus for a few years because of the pandemic. Yep, because, so,
2: yeah.
3: But um, but the Sega booth has always been beautiful, and they've always pulled out all the stops for licensing show as as they have for um, E3, uh, right. Comic Con. You know, there's all. Yeah, Sega yeah. really does a nice job with the, with booths yes. for things, and um, but when Sonic boom when, when I was there it, it we had to beg people to really to, <laughs> to take meetings about not not just um, not just the the sonic merchandise in the games but like the TV show and and like we were we were trying to get a new Sonic TV show off the ground at the time that I was there because Sonic boom, it had a niche fan base, but it wasn't, it needed to have a mainstream fan base to, Mm. to pay for the huge enormous investment of making that expensive CG animation. And it needed to sell product. It needed to sell toys. It needed to sell games and the games weren't selling and the toys weren't selling. And so we tried to develop another show. We did, we did develop a couple of, Thing, a few things. Um, and I remember going to pitch one of them at Netflix and they were just kind of like, <laughs> well, come back to us when you've got a name writer or a name oh. director who's got a take. And it's like, mm. what take? It's, it's Sonic! Just, it's He's uh, gonna go fast! I mean, that's right. it. That, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's your take! I, you like, know, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, they, you know, they were... The, we ha- we did we did business with netflix um for sonic boom the second window of sonic boom mm-hmm. um, uh, so when after cartoon network would air it in the us then it would go to who it went to hulu in the oh. us and then but netflix had the second window everywhere else gotcha. and so um so they were <laughs> they were really delighted to have sonic boom um because it did well in the second window. It was just on Cartoon Network. In the US, it didn't do so great. And, mm. uh, and so, so that was another comment we got from Netflix was, well, Sonic Boom is doing so great. Why do we need another one? <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't need you to make another show. This is just fine. But, um, but you know, Netflix and, and other places were not in the business they were not stakeholders in the brand. So mm. there's a very um uh, there's a lot of behind the scenes that goes on in the business of these franchises. And so and even with Cartoon Network, like Cartoon Network was not a stakeholder in the brand necessarily. They were um. I mean they th- there there was we had to buy advertising on Cartoon Network and and there there was there was that that they were getting paid for, but it wasn't like if the toy sales or the game sales went through the roof, the cartoon network was going to be on easy street. So not like their shows that they produced in house, like adventure time or um, we bear bears or, you know, one of one of their homegrown shows. So, so all the acquisitions, so we fell into that category of acquisitions, much like Lego, 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 stuff was all acquisition. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Star Wars stuff was an acquisition Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and Cartoon Network and and, uh, other networks too, to a certain extent, but especially Cartoon Network US just didn't promote acquisitions. That was like, they kind of took the attitude that, they were doing us a favor by giving us oh, a platform for a us to sell toys and yeah. games, and so so they were always moving the time slot around. And uh, they, and in other countries, it was a little bit different. Like some some, some outlets would would find that you know was to their benefit to promote sonic boom because then they'd get more viewers to watch all their shows it was it was like a rising tide raises all ships kind of thing yeah yeah right right right. but cartoon network us did not subscribe to that (laughs) 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 unfortunately and so um so i i and and um Full disclosure, I was not involved in Sonic Boom season one. I only came in for season two. So yeah. it might have the situation might have been slightly different for season one. I think when the show first premiered, there was a lot of hopefulness about it and mm. and yeah. and fanfare. But then by season two, I don't know, the honeymoon was over, I suppose. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so. It was it was just it wasn't it was a little bit disheartening and then season two was the last season of boom. But, um, but I, before I left Sega, I worked on developing, um, Sonic mania, the game, so- Sonic mania and the companion shorts, uh, Sonic mania adventures oh. on YouTube. Cool. And that was, um, and so that was a, an interesting experience and they came, came from, sega not wanting to spend big dollars on Uh, screen content and they're like okay you've got this teeny tiny little budget tv team to promote sonic mania so go and we had like ten dollars and we're like oh yikes what are we gonna do with this so we uh so um we interviewed a lot of um animation studios who would work on very limited budgets. And (laughs) we, we, we partnered with our um, social, with the social media team and um, the social media team who's essentially uh, a a friend of mine, Aaron Weber. So Aaron (laughs) was friendly with one of the comic book artists. He did comic books and he also did, his name is Tyson Hess. Anyway, Tyson Tyson was known to fans because he was so good at drawing classic Sonic, and he had some of his own stuff that people knew. So, um, so Tyson and Tyson was willing to work within our tiny budget. So we're like, "You're you're <laughs> hired. You can draw all the Sonic you want for these shorts." <laughs> so we hired Tyson, and then um, in the middle of that process is when I left. I went to uh, Level Five to. Do basically the the same thing same at level thing. five, but for more money and a better title, and <laughs> um, and so uh, so so ty- So the the shorts came out. My name is nowhere on them, so <laughs> you will would never know that I had anything to do with it unless you invited me to be a guest on your <laughs> show.
2: Behind the scenes,
3: but the Sonic Mania shorts did incredibly well. Like the fans love them. And I think the fans overwhelmingly love classic Sonic. I mean, he's just, the two D adorable. I mean, he's just one one evolution from pixelated Sonic, really, right. and um, he's so cute. And and the shorts did. We didn't use any of the voice actors because we didn't have money. We couldn't pay any of the voice actors, <laughs> so we. It was just all like Pink Panther style gag driven <laughs> right. uh, visual humor, and the shorts did so well. And um and so then. Uh, you know, you can still go and watch them on the Sonic official channel on YouTube. They've, they've got lots and lots of views now. So when uh, the movie, the the movie is a whole other story. So I, I did work on the movie development a bit. You won't see my name in the credits there either, by the way, but uh, anyway, but I did work on the movie as much as others will argue that I had nothing to do with it. I did. And, uh, (laughs) Anyway, um, so, but when I was at level five was when that whole debacle happened with Sonic's scary teeth and the weird
2: fur. <laughs> yeah, the, I was
3: going to
0: ask you if you uh, yeah. yeah, if you <laughs> No, this is this is leading up
3: to something. So don't don't you worry. This is all going this is important exposition that you need to know sure. for for the movie. So anyway, so I was watching that with a with a bit of glee uh, at, at my desk at level <laughs> 5 saying like, yeah, of course of course this happened cuz nobody talks to anybody behind the scenes like the movie team well, that was the, my main contribution was trying to get our team in Burbank and the folks in Japan and the movie team, and and Sega Europe, like to get everybody talking. And there was like so much siloing and like, oh, this is a secret, and we can't share this with this. Oh, and it was just, right. it was just silly. And that's yeah. what that's one of the things that contributed to that scary teeth and <laughs> and fur mishap so um so i found so i I thought it was hilarious actually but then i was like you know what this could be a teachable moment like this Mm. could because i subscribe to the theory that there is no such thing as bad publicity and i was like if if they this could be turned around and i hope i hope that it, it it can be done and sure enough it was our little team that made the sonic mania shorts that saved the day. And what happened hey. was, um one of the things that I advocated for when I was at Saga, much to people's chagrin and much to my, High, higher ups saying, "Marlene, stay in your lane and only worry about sonic boom." And I'm a busybody, and I just can't do that. If I see <laughs> something, if I see a train going off the rails, I'm gonna save it. If I'm part of that, if I'm part of that train, I'm not just gonna sit by. If I know, and let it go. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's like, wouldn't you want me to contribute to this discussion? So, so I always pushed really hard for Aaron to Aaron Weber who's our uh, the, the head of social media yeah. um, who brought in Tyson Hess the artist yeah. i pushed for him to be involved in the movie because a the producers of the movie really liked what Aaron was doing on social media and the and the sonic the, the, you know we we kept them well through me like i i would go and whisper to the movie team and you know i was like the the mole i guess and uh and and they really liked it and um at a certain point they one of the movie producers said hey could aaron write the script to the movie and that that caused a big old stir because it just you know stepped on other people's you know we were supposed to stay in our lane whatever so um anyway uh but what ended up happening was um Before I left Sega, I was very vocal about getting at least Aaron and a member of Sonic Team, which is the the gatekeepers of the whole mythology that are based in Japan. We had a couple Sonic Team members working with us in L.A., and so I was like, at the very least, Aaron needs to sit in on some of those movie development meetings and I mean, cause he, if we disrespect the fans, this whole thing is going to go down the toilet. Like that's yeah. the fan base yeah. is very instrumental in the franchise. That's why it's been around for so long because the fans are so loyal and yep. Aaron spoke that language. Aaron needs a shirt like yours, Jeff, because Aaron is the, <laughs> ig- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He
2: speaks fluent <laughs>
3: movie quotes and speaks speaks geek you know <laughs> that's that's important so um so after so i found this out after the first movie came out from my friends at marza animation planet which is a sega owned cg um cg studio that has been very much involved in the development of the movies <clears throat> and we had some marza folks in the well actually marza had the office in burbank before sega came in
2: oh. i know this is all
3: very confusing there's a lot of politics it, <laughs>
2: sure. anyway, I'm, getting,
3: I'm getting all sweaty just talking about it because it's, <laughs> it's uh, like a ptsd flashback but anyway oh, no. <laughs> so uh, what i found out from my marza uh former co-workers is that after that big internet moment of the embarrassing sonic they <laughs> sent tyson hess who designed our little scrappy shorts right. to the UK to work with the big, uh, I guess it was people from blur, um, oh. um, blur studios. So there were right. a number of animation studios involved, not just in Marza. Movie. It was blur and, um, um, another one called MPC, I think, but they sent Tyson to the UK to get everybody back on track and, Teach them how to draw Sonic, essentially, <laughs> and um, and so in the first movie, Tyson had a teeny tiny little credit at the end of the movie. I think he got like he was he was in the big credit scroll, lost to oh, a lot of the other people, right, and right. he was um, credited as like a story storyboard supervisor or so, something like that. Aaron's name was not in it at all. Oh. Um, but the best part of the sequel is that. Aaron has an associate producer credit, nice. and Tyson's name is big as as daylight in the beginning as a Great. co-producer. Oh, that's wow. awesome! So that's the best part of the sequel: yeah. seeing Aaron's name and Tyson's name in the credit. And Blanche is going crazy now because she knows she knows what I. She knows through. the story. That was, <laughs> that was a, my crusade when I was there. And the reason, the reason why I even became close with the movie team, who the movie team was off-site. So the movie team, even though Marza was kind of involved and we were in the same office, um, what had happened was there was uh, a company called Original Film, which is the company owned by Neil Moritz, the producer of the Fast and Furious franchise, oh. as well as tons of other stuff. Mm-hmm. So his his company through um, three upstart producers who are now big shots in uh, in Hollywood, (laughs) these three guys who masterminded the whole thing because they were just Sonic fans and they took it to the next level, (laughs) literally and figuratively. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) so one of them had worked for Neil Moritz. Neil Moritz's company got the rights to make the Sonic movie. So, Neil Moritz is such a force in Hollywood that, you know, he can he can make deals for himself where interference from other parties, including the IP owner, which is Sega, has wow. minimal interference. So they were going along and and making the movie and um and not they didn't really have they weren't contractually obligated to to. uh, Sega didn't have approval or the the approval process was very, um, loosey goosey. So Sega didn't, let's just say that it was loosey goosey. (laughs) And so I didn't know the, the movie people when I started working at Sega, but my friends, um, David and Michael Uslin, and you might know the name Michael Uslin from the Batman franchise. So mm-hmm. Michael Uslin is the boy who loved Batman and he's the producer of all the Batman movies and
2: wow. Um so I'm
3: I am friends with he, he and his son and when they found out that I was working at Sega they're like, "Oh, you well, tell Dimitri Dan and Toby that we said hi. And I was like, who's that? And they're like, (laughs) well, you, they're the movie producers. Surely you must know them. And I was like, no, I've never heard those names before. And I have been asked to come up with a, a plan for integrating, um, like licensed product into the movie and like a pipeline and a schedule and everything. But nobody's ever told me to connect with actual movie people. I was just doing it off the top of my head. Like I, I didn't even know who, who those authorities were. And they're like, Oh, well let's introduce you. So, so it was David and Michael Uslan who introduced me to Dimitri Uh. Johnson, Dan Jevons and Toby Asher the executive producers. And so then when I started talking to them, they were like, well, we love what, what your social media guy is doing. We'd love for him to be involved, but to get permission from Sega to work on, it seems like a no brainer, but there's so many layers of bureaucracy and communication and whatever that um, (laughs) it it was just a fight. And like, I was always told like, stay in your lane. And I would get queries all the time about like, Hey Marlene, are the rights for total war available? Or what about crazy taxi? Or what about this? I mean, I had like legit big name Hollywood producers who just knew me from other stuff who were so thrilled that I was working for Sega, including the uselands, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, who wanted to do stuff with Sega. And I would go and talk to my bosses and, uh, we'd get to a certain point in the conversation and then it would just be cut off. Like Marlene, just go back to Sonic. <laughs> like,
2: just, <laughs> just be quiet.
3: <laughs> just, uh, you know, mind your business. And so, um, so now I think those other IPs cannot be ignored. I mean, the demand right. is so high that uh, you know it's all it, it's all um, c- coming back. And like Sega, c- they can't deny it because because the demand is so great. So that that's very rewarding to see all that. But you will not see my name in any of the credits <laughs> or anything. So the oh, best man. I can do is just appear on podcasts and. Uh, <laughs> To my yeah. and you know, and, and Blanche, of course, of course. She, well, she, Blanche, she, I mean. she will verify because she was had a front row seat to all that
2: drama.
3: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's um, that's what I know. That's what I know about Sonic. That's
2: awesome. Wow,
0: <laughs> wow. And so many Bl- layers. So are and you a, basically a, telling us that there could be a crazy taxi movie coming soon? I think like there
3: is. I think it's been. I announced think I remember already.
0: hearing. Uh, something about that. That's the, when I you said think, that. I was like, "This sounds familiar." So my, well, one of my and,
1: most favorite games Sega ever made was Crazy Taxi. Well,
3: and another thing is, so the producers of the Sonic movie, Dimitri, Dan and um, Dimitri, Dan and Toby, they were having a delightful time producing the Sonic movie. Like this movie hadn't even come out, and they were at. They're like, "Let's." They, they were the ones who got us the meeting at Netflix, and they were like, "Let's." Um, they're like let's produce a new sonic tv show we can integrate the the movie storyline and keep it going Mm. with tv and um it just it just didn't work out well guess what the movie team is producing their own show now (laughs) it stars andrew selba as um right knuckles
1: Knuckles. yeah and that's
3: gonna be that's totally separate from what the sega burbank team is developing so there's going to be Ooh. another show so- i think it's called sonic frontiers that will yep. be on netflix and that's like the animated version but i can tell you right now that my former co-workers at sega and burbank have no clue what's going on with the idris, El- the idris elba show <laughs> they just wow. they, because it's the movie that's all the movie team and so at least now the movie team is able to they are because um they weren't able to develop TV stuff on their own through their contract with the first movie, but I guess, um, you know, they had to do new contracts for the second and third and whatever. Right. And so I guess TV was included in the, um, in, in the, in the subsequent contracts. And so that's, that's something, I mean, of course fans don't want to, they probably, probably people are falling asleep now listening to all <laughs> legalese and whatnot and the, of the behind the scenes machinations. But, but a lot of times I think fans don't realize like Sega's not being mean or like there's nobody's out to get Sonic or to destroy or right. kill the franchise. It's just like, it's just like too many cooks spoil the <laughs> broth. There's all these stakeholders, everybody and everybody's role is defined in a contract somewhere and um, that a a lot of these artistic decisions are really contract driven and um, there's, there's stuff that needs to happen to fulfill various clauses in contracts and the franchise often suffers. And you see that with a lot of other franchises too. It's not just Sonic, especially the ones that are, have stood the test of time. There's a, you know, it's an up and down, kind of uh, thing. It's not like there's a start of a franchise and it just keeps going. I mean, maybe... Well, no, not even with Star Wars, because what's the one that everybody hates? The third movie?
0: A
1: pick one.
3: Yeah.
0: The newest three have not, uh, have not gotten... Uh, there's very mixed. We'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, that's as far yeah. as I'll go.
3: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, and Star Wars, I think one could argue that that's probably the most famous beloved franchise ever and even probably. marvel i mean like marvel years ago was on the verge of bankruptcy probably yeah. more than once yeah. and so um so that's just you know human beings are not perfect creatures so it's gonna it's gonna affect our 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 heroes right <laughs> right, right, right.
0: <laughs> so i want to ask you about another project before we do though i want to ask both of you have you seen the new uh Rescue Rangers
1: movie on Disney Plus yet? Not I yet. Haven't. But I've heard so many great things about it. I have mean, heard. You I've need heard to watch that somebody it. because makes a, somebody we've talked about makes a cameo.
0: Ugly Sonic makes a cameo. Not just a cameo. <laughs> he's in it quite a bit. I mean, I, the oh. whole movie, but he shows up several times. It, oh, neat. I don't, I don't know how the licensing works. Or how it all worked out. Or how right. Disney got all of these characters from all of these, like, even competitive companies in this one movie but it is so full of pop culture references it is oh one, that's is, great it's so funny out. it's so it's a lot of fun but the, but the pop you, you have to watch it again and again to catch all of the little uh nuances that that are there the easter um, eggs <laughs> yeah oh gosh there's so it's ridiculous how it's basically well, the whole
3: movie that i didn't know i've heard people say good things it's about great. it but i didn't know that there were um cameo but I love to see that in movies and TV shows because that's often that has often been a big part of my job is getting those those kinds of opportunities. And so one of the things that I was um, involved with when I was at Sega was a licensing opportunity for um, Sonic to appear on the Cartoon Network show OKKO.
0: Oh Oh my gosh, that's my son's favorite show.
2: (laughs) So
3: I don't know if you've watched the episode. It's toward the end of the, uh, the, the show's, um, run. It's like in the, the last part of the last season, there's a Sonic and Tails episode, which is brilliant. And so I, I orchestrated that again, you will not see my name in the credits, but, um, that was the, I had friends who worked at Cartoon Network separate from the the depart, so we worked with two separate departments the acquisitions and then uh, the acquisitions was the were the folks that we dealt with for sonic boom then right. there was cartoon network their original shows and those are the folks who make okay ko and the, those types right. of shows. The other
1: ones
2: right
3: and they they were their office was right down the street from our sega office whereas the the acquisitions folks were in New York. So we didn't have as much interaction with them. And so, um, so anyway, I would just run into my friends at Cartoon Network on the streets of Burbank and, you know, just (laughs) tell them, Hey, I'm working at Sega and we, we should do something together with Sonic and some of the other shows. So we just got together a few times and tried to brainstorm what we could do and the uh, creative executives who I was talking to they're like you know who loves sonic and probably has a ton of ideas are the guys behind OKKO OK Ian Jones Quarty the the creator of the show is like a sonic super fan wow. so he was like <laughs> uh, he was so delighted to have the opportunity to do a show where we could integrate sonic but of course there has to be a, all this paperwork that happens red, and red tape, paper it's gotta paperwork, be it's that. gotta be official and style guides need to be traded and mythology mm. and this that oh and the gosh. other so so i i unfortunately left sega before that deal was done but it was so nice to see the episode and oh my gosh it it really it got a lot of attention and uh it was it they did a brilliant, everybody did a brilliant job, but, but yeah, we, um, while I was at Sega, we also, uh, there was a deal that I wasn't involved with, but it happened while I was there. Sonic was had an appearance in ready player one. So that was another, another of those kinds of deals. and And yeah. And so, you know, when you're an IP owner, you can proactively seek out those opportunities for your franchise, or sometimes people will come to you and they'll, right. you know, they're, they're fans but also content creators. And so that's a, a, another licensing deal that um, it's, it's like merchandise licensing, except it's content licensing.
0: Well, the the best thing about this cameo is like, well, I mean the, the it's you know the whole movie is the, the the cartoons are actual. It's like Roger Rabbit. The cartoons are actual actors, and they're with regular people and all this stuff. And there's a there's a convention, and Dale has a table like where he's signing you know autograph, and the <laughs> table next to him is is the the first Sonic design for the movies. The guy, the, the one the with the teeth. <laughs> the ugly sonic they call him like he's literally literally credited ugly sonic (laughs) Uh, Sonic. his his booth and it is so funny and and he, he appears a couple of other times but like they they the way they show it and the way like dale at one point is like focused on his teeth and it's just like it's the funniest thing oh and i'm like how God. did they get the rights to do this that's amazing or can they just you know because it, it wasn't the one they used right in the film no, but, oh. they, but still no there
3: was I'll i'm sure to, there was yeah. i'll have to ask my, because it, it would have been my my friends in licensing um, who would have handled that and I'll have to ask them how, <laughs> how, how, that all um, came about. But, but yeah, I mean, Sega owns that like good, good they batter. Own likeness, right? They own that likeness of Sonic. They own all <laughs> yeah. of them. So you see that that's, that's like one person's trash is another person's <laughs> treasure. That's, that's the lesson to be learned here. Yeah. <laughs> The
0: movie is, is full of great, great bits and great gags. That is oh literally my, my favorite gag in the whole movie is when he shows up. <laughs> and again, I don't want to spoil anything because he's in like other scenes too. But like at that convention, <laughs> I, we were laughing so hard when they showed him. We're like, oh, my
3: gosh. <laughs>
0: That's it's brilliant. The, it's Ugly Sonic. It's just, That's ugly hilarious. Sonic, um
3: so funny. Oh, well, thank before, you for the tip.
0: Streaming on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's worth it's worth watching. Where's my cha-ching button? We mentioned Disney Plus again. Um, Disney Plus. Streaming (laughs) in Disney (laughs) Plus.
3: That's so great. They don't
0: sponsor us, but I'm trying to get that to happen. Um. (laughs) That's
3: so neat. I love that. See nothing. See that. I'm sure at some point in time. Someone thought or somebody's thought that that was a huge waste of time and money to work on that version of Sonic. Now right. he's earning his keep. Yep. He's been he redeemed, is. validated. Yeah. Well, exactly, exactly.
2: <laughs> Before, we, let,
0: Before go. we go, I want to give you a chance to talk about um, a newer, the most recent project you're working on. You mentioned you're working for this Indian company, and I don't know you guys have, are working on a new series or is it a series or a movie. I can't yeah. remember. So, yeah.
3: right now, it's intended. To be three animated movies. It's called. Oh, cool! It's called Young Captain Nemo, and it's based. It's a there's a book trilogy called Young Captain Nemo. It's right. published by Macmillan. Uh, the first book came out in 2019, and um, it's uh, something that uh, Rainshine Entertainment, which is the company that I work for. Um, Rainshine optioned the books, and now we're turning them into an animated movie trilogy. And so we hired uh, a friend of mine, who's a very well-known screenwriter um, and the creator of the Final Destination horror movie oh, franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is Jeffrey Reddick. Reddick. Yeah, and so Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Okay, so he has his horror. um, <laughs> pursuits and he also i was like is young nemo gonna be
0: like okay it, it, for
3: children no, is I, it- children's yeah, horror. So, no it's not it's not a horror franchise <laughs> right but it's an animated franchise which is the hat that jeffrey is wearing for this so jeffrey nice. is also okay. very accomplished as an animation writer and he um he has two two series that are on netflix right now one is um um uh uh, the, uh, the
0: Yojimbo, the bunnies, yes. Usagi the Chronicles. Oh. Usagi yes. Chronicles. not yes. think of the He's, name of the show.
3: Yes, that and also a tale dark and grim. So he has oh, those I two. I've seen that one Yeah, I think you would like it because it's um, it's it it's is dark kind of <laughs> It's dark and grim. It is children's horror. If you can, uh, it, nice. It's it's it's, nice. it's it's taking it's it's really embracing and running with the horror aspect of the Grimm's fairy tales, which well, is there. They
1: are those, ta- those fairy tales are pretty, <laughs> pretty dark. <Yeah>. And, <laughs>
3: and so it really, um, but a tale dark and grim is based on a, Book series too, so it was. All, I have uh, seen this. I'm nice. just, sorry,
0: I just looked it up. I have seen that come by on Netflix, so I have to check it out. It's it looks, very, it's I very just clever. Started playing it. Hold cool. on.
3: Yeah. So Jeffrey <laughs> Netflix uh, Gong just party. happened <laughs> in my
0: headphones. Just watch party. Watch party. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it Just scared me for a second. I didn't expect it to happen. Yeah. Well. It so Jeffrey
2: for is really very good.
3: versatile, and he uh, adapted. He he's done the script for the the first movie, and so that's the one that we are we're we're in production right now um well pre pre-production actually we're still casting nice. and so forth but um yeah it's uh we're we're hoping it'll be a major franchise because it, it is based on an IP that people know um, yeah, right. 20,000 leagues under the sea which is a very old it's oh. a great
0: uh, i mean it's a classic yeah it is I mean,
3: classic yeah, yeah. And so, um, Jason Henderson, the author of the books did a brilliant job of taking the Nemo mythology and bringing it into present day with present day descendants of the original Captain Nemo. And so young Captain Nemo is, uh, like a distant cousin who lives in present day, a a young, young man, he's a teenager and, um, his family is very much, they're, um, environmental advocates and okay. scientists, and they are very much into saving the oceans and so forth, but his sister is more of an eco terrorist. So she kind of di- uh, oh. diverted from the family business and she took a more aggressive stance. And so, so there's this family rift and then, um, then there's a threat that comes in, to to um threaten both of both the the nemo and his Nemo's. parents and then the sister and then they have to they have to put their differences aside to to work together to defeat this threat but it's really cool because i don't know uh, if a lot of people know this but the original captain nemo is um of indian descent yeah, and really. so Rainshine is an indian company and so it's so. The young Captain Nemo and his family, they are of Indian descent too. And so, so it's really great to have that authenticity that, I mean, it's always been there, but um, I don't think that Nemo has been portrayed consistently as Indian through the, you know, so many places have put him as a character or whatever. And it's only... Every so often he shows up as Indian. Yeah, but. the
1: first the first time I remember on screen him being represented correctly was uh, that movie League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. Yes. Um, but like the, the classic Disney version with Kirk Douglas, Nemo was played by a white guy. And mm-hmm. that representation kind of, I know, has gone through the years. But yeah, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was the first time where he was actually Indian. So it's cool. It's very cool to hear that uh you know you're continuing that and because and, representation matters uh, oh yeah. it
3: sure does and we um we're doing to, to build awareness for for the film we're doing a how do you say it? i mean it's a it's sort of a a crowd there's a certain component of the budget that has been carved out for for crowdfunding and Ooh. we're doing like nfts and um Oh, wow. Blockchain stuff. And I, I'm yeah. not so well versed on that part of it. So I will. <laughs> None not, of us are
1: really. Not, yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. What, <laughs> but
3: we did, we did this really cool video that I am in, which is awesome. Ooh. Blanche isn't in it, but I'm in it. And some <laughs> of the other producers. So I'm one of the executive producers of this franchise. And so, so, um, and then Sahil Bargava, who is, uh, one of the executives of the company and creative producer on this movie, he's, he, and Jeffrey Reddick's in the video too. I I can send you the link to the video as soon as it's finished and it's out there. But um, essentially Sahil is talking about what you said, representation matters and authenticity. And so in the video, he shows a picture of himself as a tiny little boy in a Batman costume. And he's like, yeah, that was me, brown Batman. And he's like, he's like, I used to get teased a lot because people would say everybody knows that Batman isn't brown, but he loved his Batman costume. And he said, he said, you know, this is Nemo is something that I can really get behind because nobody's going to tell me no. (laughs) Now, of course he's a brown man at this point, but, (laughs) but he's, you know, speaking for all the kids who don't see themselves represented Absolutely. on it's the fearful. screen? So I, and that's a very poignant um, moment in the in this video. But also, it's it was part of our discussions early on when we were reviewing the books and deciding if this was something we wanted to invest in and you know option the rights and try to make a movie. And it's like, wow, it makes so much sense because, and it's kind of weird that nobody's done it before but hey this is a, an opportunity here and um and Sahil, totally. you know Sahil and Jeffrey have worked very closely together to adapt the books into the, the script for the first movie so it's been really cool to observe that's, that
1: that's, that's awesome. fantastic
3: I'm
0: looking forward to that I love those like classic I love it when the the like the classic novels or the classic you know literature and they kind of update it and make like, you know, there was the young James Bond series right. for a while. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, I, I'm a big fan of young Sherlock Holmes. Remember when that came out? In oh, the yeah, yeah. yeah. Young Sherlock Holmes was fantastic. Um, I love those kind of like reimagining the the backstory of those characters. So it's really yeah, cool. To it's kind of like what you honeymoon. guys were
3: talking about at the beginning of the show today. with Yeah. Uh, it, it's not... Retel- we're not retelling the old story the of Nemo. We already have seen. Yeah. We're, build- we're building on it because of mm-hmm. course if Nemo was a real guy, he would probably have relatives or offspring who are alive to this uh, to this day. And what yeah. would they be doing? They yeah. it was very likely that they would be um tech savvy because yeah. he was tech savvy in his day and they've mm-hmm. just uh evolved and you know it it makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, so yeah, we have high hopes for the Nemo the Nemo titles oh, for sounds sure. Awesome.
1: It sounds great. So well, we'll be looking Thank forward to you.
0: that. Obviously, when uh when and if that or uh, when that all comes together, we'd love to have you come back and we'll talk about that. Oh yeah. Absolutely. If we can get, uh folks uh on to talk about that. Cause yeah, I yeah. think that's I think that's fascinating. Uh, uh and it's neat to see when you posted on LinkedIn, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. We're gonna see like this we're going to talk to you about this like literally in its infancy like it's getting ready and then oh, we can yeah. watch it happen so yeah
3: we just um we announced the acquisition of the books two years ago and then uh, last year we announced Jeffrey Reddick coming on board to write the script and then just like a month ago we announced the hiring of um a, another creative producer named Henry Gilroy who's very well-known we're working on Star Wars: Clone Wars, and oh my gosh. Um, he's yeah, wow. Transformers. He worked on he's worked on a lot of a lot of properties that you would know. So we just brought him on, and we have a um, we, we're partnered with an animation studio in Malaysia called Animasia. So it was kind huh. of an update to the the um, announcement we made last year. And, uh, and we are, we're casting right like right this very minute <laughs> we are oh, casting wow. and yeah, so we're, we're deep into it. It just development, especially for animation takes a long time because you really need to nail the look of it. And the young captain Nemo books, while they do have beautiful covers, the art, the, the, uh, artist who did the covers of the books did a great job, but it's, it's different to put that in an animated form and a, a right. form that will, you know, it, there's a lot of moving parts in other yeah. words yeah, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. animation. So it just takes a while. And to get a script that, um, that introduces the franchise, but doesn't give away the whole store, <laughs> the whole story of the, the, the books, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of work that needed to be done. So now I'm we're, sure. yeah. we're into, we're getting into the thick of it and, um, we're hoping by the end of next year or early twenty twenty four for the first movie to be released.
0: So
2: fingers crossed. That's (laughs) exciting.
0: Yeah, I mean we're gonna keep we'll be watching because I want to see. Yeah, this is really exciting to see that uh, come to fruition. So, Marlene, thank you so much for being thank on the you. show. It was really great. Like, just I love hearing all these like behind the scenes, like the the backstory how are, these things yeah. come around. Yeah, that's I mean that's <laughs> I, I geek out about that stuff. I mean the whole point of the show is like that everybody geeks out about something, and yeah, um, I geek out about all of those things. So, uh,
2: <laughs> great, even uh, dog, no, even white
3: fluffy dogs. That's amazing. Exactly.
2: That's yeah. right. Yep. This is Look,
3: this is a rare opportunity to geek out about that because let me yeah. tell you, not everybody does.
0: <laughs> right. I, this is probably that was probably Benny's debut on the show. That too, was his debut That's on the first show. First time he's yep. come on the totally. show.
3: Totally.
2: Wow. Well, I mean, he's always
0: yep. he's always been he's always around. Wandering he's just, around.
2: He's just below camera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've brought
0: him on the camera before. That might have been the first time. That was wow. the first time.
2: Awesome. <laughs>
0: Well, thank Blanche for us as well for being here. We appreciate yes. uh, her input, obviously, earlier. And then, you know, we appreci- you know, we want to make sure she wants to make sure she's a part of this. Um, I really uh, do appreciate you coming on the show. We'd love to talk to you again in the future. So we'll be in touch. Sure. But uh, um, I do need to let everybody know what's happening next week, though. We've got our it's, it's our season this week. Next week is there, well. It, it might just be me if you don't know what's going on. But um, <laughs> next week is our season finale, season two. It's over. We're gonna take wow. a break. We're gonna play some some. Uh, we've we've over fifty episodes now, so we're gonna play some class, some old ones that we really want to replay for people over the next eight weeks. We we'll back in August with brand new shows. Um, Where our game night is coming back. Lots of cool things happening Lots with the summer. Don't go anywhere. Make sure yeah. you follow us. At World Gone Geek, pretty much everywhere. Yep. And next week, our season finale guest is Ryan Nemeth, who is uh, a professional wrestler, All Elite Wrestling. He's also a Cleveland native, so yeah. uh, we're gonna be able to geek out about uh, Cleveland and wrestling and all <laughs> of that stuff. He is the Hollywood Hunk, is his uh, you know That's his, his, his name, persona right? there in yeah. uh, All Elite, and uh, we'll get a chance to talk to him, which is gonna be great. Uh, he's got a short film that he worked on as well, wrote and acted in, and it's phenomenal. It's very dark subject matter, but uh, I can't wait to talk to him about that. So he's like cool. filmmaking now. He's doing everything, wrestling and all that fun stuff. So we'll talk to him next week. Make sure that you join us, and uh, we'll see you then. Follow us everywhere. Thanks again, Marlene. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Marlene. You were great.
2: Thank you. Thank we'll
0: see you. you next so week week.
1: This has been a World Gone Geek production. For updates and sneak peeks, don't forget to get sociable. Follow World Gone Geek on Twitter, like our Facebook page, join the Facebook group, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Find World Gone Geek podcasts on your favorite podcast apps.